had decided to provide Iceland with troops. So I was one of the two sent to Iceland to negotiate the logistics of flying troops up there. Now this was 1952, February the 5th. At the end of this meeting with Lockheed Overseas and, and, and Iceland, I said, could somebody explain to me why you requested troops? And this gentleman from Lockheed Overseas, the, he managed the airport, he said, well, we're seeing these big objects and the monsters, and they had lights, they didn't make any noise, they could disappear, and all these type of things, and God, I said, uh, and I said, what kind of a wing? Oh, no, no, they were round, they were circular. So when he said that, I said, oh, hell, you know, we don't have anything like that, because I fly out of a naval tester, we test all, and we know everything on the driveway. I said, what did our government tell you they were? They said, your government said they were possibly experimental Russian bombers. So we all laughed. So I was the pilot. But we took off at night. And the skies were clear. And um, if 1,400 and some nautical miles, about 300 miles outside of Argentia, uh, Newfoundland, which is right here, uh, I saw like a city on the water in a distance and of course you can't make out any lights but it was a pretty good sized city I said what the hell is this doing out in the middle of the ocean so I checked with the navigator and he said well just took a three-star fix we're on course <coughs> and we're not near Iceland or Labrador and we got a 60-knot headwind and that was it so he knew where we were we passed over the weather ship which gives you the weather report and part of the weather report in that part of the, the hemisphere is the northern lights. If there's any northern lights activity, they tell you there were no northern lights activity. So here we sit. We sit and look, see, and see, what the hell is this? As we get close to this city, we start to see lights, big circle of lights. What the hell are they doing out here? I thought maybe the Navy was recovering something, you know, secret. So as we get closer, there were very defined lights, a dozen or so of monster circle. And this was 45 miles away. This was about 30 miles away. And then when we got about uh, 15, 20 miles away, the lights went out. Of course, all the heads were behind me, the crews, whatever, looking at what the hell happened. And so in a, maybe a minute, we didn't see anything. So what the hell happened here? Somebody turned the switch. Next thing we saw was on the water was a little yellow halo in the center uh, where it was really been in the center of that, where whatever it was that was launched came from under the water or it, it came from a large craft on the water. Now we're about 15 miles away at that time. This thing, the yellow halo, whew, like that, 15 miles in a fraction of a second. I disengaged the autopilot to push the nose over because we were at a collision course. And when I did, I just saw it head on. It's 300 feet in diameter. We knew that. We had a knowing, like somebody was telling us, 300 feet in diameter. So at that time, I heard a hell of a noise. And I said to Fred, what the hell was that? He said, well, the navigator and the radio man ducking fell, it hit their head, one hit their head, hurt their arm, they were scrambling on the deck. So a hell of a noise. I thought it hit us underneath. So I said, well, where in the hell did it go? And Fred said, it's right over to the right. I can see it. I couldn't see it. So it drifted forward about five miles from it. It never got to the altitude that we were at, a few hundred feet below. 
And so I began to, to watch it. Well, we knew then it was a friendly encounter. They just wanted us to see him. So then I went to, to engage the autopilot again. The magnetic compass was doing like this. And the bird dogs, which is direction finders, the two of bird dogs, they were pointing right at this thing, just vibrating like this. So I told Fred, did you see that coming? He said, you seen it, it was close, close, close. It was doing this. <laughs> and so I, I went back to the vacuum operator. That's the old airplane, the vacuum operator, hydraulic operator control. So I go back to that. And so, so then we sat there and watched it for a while because it just paced us, stayed with us. Al Jones, which was the original plane commander, took my seat. And the, it was still there. He was watching it. And as I was walking back if he decided he was going to chase it. <laughs> and so he disengaged. When I get back aft, I wanted to see how the passengers do it. They're all on the right-hand side. They could see it underneath the wing. And then, I, oh, hell, I recognized the doctor back. back. He was a, a psychiatrist out of Bethesda.